All right, my loves, I'm Andy and welcome to Anxiously Awesome. We are here to talk about anxiety because it is good to talk and I do love to talk. I'm here to remind you it is okay to not be okay and tell you that it is possible to be anxious and awesome. Hello, happy Friday. It's your monthly Q&A. I had some great questions this week that you wanted me to discuss, but um, I've had some feedback from you guys and you tend to like the kind of 10 minute podcast. So I'll squeeze in as many as I can in 10 minutes. So let's get to it. Question one, what in your opinion gives you the quickest, most satisfying dopamine hit? A fresh cream donut. (laughs) I'm joking. Or am I? Um, I think I'd have to say a dunk in my cold water therapy pod. It's like a rush and it happens so quickly. After about 20 minutes of procrastinating and actually trying to get myself into the water, it only takes about a minute, a minute and a half for that dopamine release to happen. And it makes me feel powerful and refreshed and very calm, very happy and very satisfied and and extremely proud of myself. I like five degrees centigrade. That's my perfect temperature for about five minutes. If the water's sort of eight, 10 degrees, I don't get the same dopamine hit as I do in five degrees. Um, And I actually haven't been in my pod for a while I'll have to be honest it's been a bit too warm and I've only got a little freezer so I haven't got the freezer capacity to store the ice to put in the cold water pod so I've been waiting for the weather to cool down a bit and it's freezing out there today so I think I might clean it out this weekend and refill it and get it all ready for a dunk although I suspect it will take me some gentle persuasion to actually get myself back in there but no highly recommend it massive dopamine hit in five minutes perfect question two do you have a particular music genre or song you like to listen to to lift your mood i think i've done this question in a previous q a but i'm going to go with it again um i'm a bit of a rock chick And I find that rock music is something I can listen to if I'm sad or I'm angry or I'm frustrated. Maybe not particularly calming, but I think if I'm feeling a little bit frustrated, it can help me lash it out, which I suppose then is calming. My song of choice at the moment is um, Chop Suey by System of a Down. That is a, a good one. You can really release the frustration with that one however my car (laughs) my car radio is currently tuned to classic fm i had to take john to the hospital and um there's a new road layout and i find that a little bit daunting and i find classic fm very calming in the car and it also reduces my road rage so yeah that's what's on in the car at the moment but the cd that's actually in the car i think is my chemical romance 
but a lot of songs hold memories. You know, I've got a few favourites on my playlist for different moods. Footloose, if I want to dance, never fails to get my feet going. Um, oh, You'll Never Walk Alone by Jerry and the Pacemakers, if I feel like having a good cry. And that's because that was played at my nan's funeral. She was a Liverpudlian and it still makes me very emotional, even though the funeral was a very long time ago. Still gives me uh, goosebumps and hairs on the back of my neck stand up. And yeah, yeah, you get it. Um, what else is on my playlist? Oh, You Do Something To Me by Paul Weller. That was mine and John's wedding song. And it just makes me feel love and it makes me smile. So yeah, it really, really makes me feel happy. Run To The Hills by Iron Maiden. That's a good one to rock out to and sing at the top of my lungs, which I do quite frequently with um, with any song, really. I think you just need to listen to songs that invoke feelings and then create some playlists, you know, to, to match your mood. You can have an angry playlist and a melancholy playlist and a lift your mood playlist so yeah go listen to some songs and and make yourself some playlists and label them with moods question three could you touch on the issue of anxiety caused by empathy the sort of empathy that can limit full living oh now this is a very difficult one for me because i wouldn't class my empathy as life affecting now, being highly empathetic is, for myself, linked to my ADHD, but I don't think it really causes me anxiety. It lowers my mood, but I wouldn't say it makes me anxious. So this isn't really an easy subject for me to discuss because I can't completely relate to it. And for those that don't know, empathy makes it hard for you to regulate your emotions and you can uh, mirror other people's emotions and I mean really feel how they feel and you can also pick up really well on negative vibes and negative feelings and it's not fun. Now empathy is not the same as sympathy. Sympathy is relating to someone's feelings and feeling bad for them or feeling sorry for them. I think empathy is more like being in their shoes and actually feeling how they feel and it can be very overwhelming so how do you deal with it now I had to go and read up on this because as I said I don't find my feelings of empathy have a massive impact on my anxiety so this is what I found um, most of the information I found actually suggested coping skills such as breathing exercises, mindfulness and cognitive behavioural therapy, but it didn't go much deeper into that. Journaling actually cropped up quite a lot and I do find that writing down my feelings and emotions can almost feel like letting them go. So maybe try journaling. Now set some boundaries. And this is not just for empathy, this is for everything. But as far as empathy is concerned, you know, it is not selfish to step away from a situation that's causing deep feelings of empathy. You know, you naturally might want to be there for a person or be in that situation as a means of support for someone else because it's the right thing to do. But if it's not the best thing for your emotional well-being, you need to give yourself a break and step away from it.
Uh, it also suggested doing things to reduce your stress levels and occupy your mind. So exercise, walking, indulge in your favorite hobby, maybe yoga, meditation, read a self-help book, listen to a podcast, have a Netflix and chill afternoon, bubble bath in an early night, maybe even treat yourself to a massage or a trip to the salon. Just need to give yourself some decompression time, some time to focus on you. Now, if your empathy is causing life-limiting effects, I think you need to speak to a professional. An expert can help you with coping skills um, and can help you learn your triggers and even maybe find the reason you've developed such high feelings of empathy in the first place. Or even try hypnotherapy. Now, a friend of mine, Alison, has got an Instagram page called Mind Align Therapy. Yes. Yes, that's what it's called. I'll pop her link in the episode notes. Um, She does face-to-face and she does online, so maybe drop her a message. Now, have I got time for one more question? Yes, I have. I'm trying to keep my podcast around 10 minutes because I got some feedback that that is everybody's favourite. Around about 10 minutes, something quick you can listen to while you're waiting for the kids on the school run or you're walking to work or you're sat on the bus. So, Let's squeeze in one more. Question four. What shall we go for? How about, how do you feel about turning 50 soon? I'm mid 40s and I'm terrified about it. And I've still got a few years to go. There's nothing to be scared of. It's just a number. And I'm only going to be a day older than I was the day before my birthday. It's not like we've got any control over it either. You know, it's inevitable. We spend our whole lives aging, so why worry about something you have absolutely no control over? I don't feel like I'm going to be 50, I have to be honest, and I certainly don't act like I'm going to be 50. And I think I actually felt worse turning 40 than I feel about hitting 50. And anyway, I've decided I'm going to live to over 100 years old. In fact, I think I might live till I'm 103. So that means I'm not even halfway through my life yet. (laughs) Uh, Being in a better mindset now, I think definitely makes the thought of turning 50 far less daunting. Um, I live a fit and healthy lifestyle, which I'm absolutely convinced is going to help me stay mobile and active well into my old age. Now, I do wish that I'd said yes to a lot more things. I think we spend our whole life worrying about how much time we've got for things and prioritising the wrong things. And I feel like I've wasted a lot of time. Um, Getting to 50 has made me realise I need to make the most of the life I have left. And I plan to cram a lot into those next 53 years. So yeah, it's nothing to be afraid of. It's a celebration. I'm going to be half a century and that's pretty exciting. And I might even actually have a gin on my birthday or an amaretto or two or three. I intend to be fabulous, funky and fit for 50. So I think I'm going to leave it there. Um, Thanks for your questions again. Hope you all have an awesome weekend, my friends. Later.